Happy Friday, students. It's good to be with you. You're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with Brothers Lawson and Wing. How are you, Brother Wing? I'm doing good, and I want to know how you're doing, and I want to know about your trip this earlier this week. Oh, man, it was great. Thanks for asking. I uh, We went out to California. My daughter, you know, she just got home from her mission. She was in the Philippines for the second half of her mission, but she was in San Jose, California for the first part of her mission. And so we got to go visit some of the members there. And it was so fun to hear her speak Tagalog to those members. And we went over to the branch president's house and had Filipino food. And I ate something called balut. Have you ever had balut before, Brother Wing? I have never had balut. Balut is um, something I'll never probably eat again. Uh, But it is a... How do I say this? It it was a fertilized duck egg. And by that, I mean, so, you know, the duck is developing within the egg. Uh, if you want to Google this, students, it's B-A-L-U-T. The, the duck is um, developing within the egg. And so it looks like a baby duck in the egg, in the, in the shell there. And um, then they boil it like a boiled egg. And then you eat it. Which I did. And it had wings. It had legs. It it was, uh, I didn't, there wasn't any feathers that I, I ate it really quick and I didn't really chew a lot. Um, But I ate it, I have video evidence of it. And then we went down to San Diego. My daughter, my other daughter is serving a mission at the Mormon Battalion Visitor Center. And I actually ran into uh, some missionaries that actually listened to our podcast, Brother Wing. That's got to be against mission rules to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I hope it's like contributing to their mission, you know, and not <laughs> distracting. Distracting. Oh, That's pretty cool that we've got listeners in San Diego. Oh, man. Shout out we to got, you guys. Yeah, it's good to have. It's good to have them. And uh, there's some that's a pretty righteous, sacred place down there at the Mormon Battalion. So have you ever been to that visitor center before? Not Probably. yet. I'll probably go there before I eat balut. <laughs> True. That's awesome. You can pan for gold there at the end. They let you pan for gold. So I found some. It's pretty nice. exciting. Okay, you're going to share it with me. I know. Yeah. Well, students, it's good to be with you today on this Friday. This is, you know, it's kind of a free-for-all Friday. Is that Maybe that'll be the new name for... As we've had feasting with friends. We've had all types of stuff. But we're just going to kind of explore different topics on Fridays. The The topic that we're going to uh, talk about today is just something Brother Wing and I have been thinking about. I was reading um, I was reading Elder Rinland's recent conference talk, and uh, it was ironic because you remember Elder Rinland, I'm not sure if you remember this, Brother Wing, but Elder Rinland, he told a, a airplane story, which usually, I mean, those are reserved for, for Elder Uchtdorf. I mean, all airplane stories have to be told by Elder Uchtdorf, but, but Elder Rinland kind of broke that pattern and he told one and he talked about how pilots operate these huge planes uh, within a framework. I mean, it really is incredible. Maybe not to an engineer. They're like, no, nah, it's easy. I can tell you how a plane flies. But to me, it's like a miracle that I'm, I was flying in a plane just yesterday and I was like, man, this is incredible. I'm flying through the air at 500 miles an hour. This is sweet. But 
even with those with these amazing machines, those machines can only operate within a frame within a particular framework. And if pilots don't submit to that framework, though, then terrible consequences could happen. Right, the plane just doesn't operate. One of the things that Elder Rinland said was the first element of a framework for receiving personal revelation was actually scripture study. And I was thinking about our podcast. I seen about the things you and I talk about a lot. And, and I thought that was a pretty significant statement by Elder Rinland that the first element of, re- if you, if you want to receive personal revelation, you have to be engaged in reading the scriptures, which then led me to some other thought. I've had conversations with people before Brother Wing, where um, they talk about this close relationship they have with God, where he talks to them all the time, but they also, don't have a close relationship with the scriptures. And that's always a little bit confusing to me. And I was just thinking that might be like a guy saying, yeah, I'm a, I'm a really good pilot. I just don't know how to get the plane to move initially away from the gate. I'm just not sure how to, how to make that happen. And they're like, well, you're really great pilot. Then you might be good at some stuff, but if you can't get the plane off the ground, what kind of pilot are you really? Anyway, so scripture study that was one thought that I had about the importance of well, I guess it was Elder Rinland had about the importance of scripture study if we want to receive personal revelation. Yeah, it totally makes sense um, on that. I'm going to share my favorite, one of my favorite quotes about scripture study. It comes from Sister Cheryl Lant. This is back in 2005. And she said, when we read the scriptures, we are hearing the voice of the Savior. He is not absent from our lives. He is actively positioned in the verses of these holy books. And so we're going to find Christ. We're going to feel closer to him. We're going to actually be closer to him by studying his word. And so it makes perfect sense that we're going to be able to understand um, communication from God better when we're, when we're studying what he's already said. And it, it reminds me of that statement in Doctrine and Covenants about where much is given, much is required also in Luke, mm-hmm. you know, but in the Doctrine and Covenants reference, the context is what's the much that they're talking about. It's revelation. And so if we want to get m- more from God or, or be able to understand more of what God is saying to us, then we need to use what we've already been given from God. And um, so that's one principle that would explain why um, feasting on the word is a prerequisite to receiving revelation. Absolutely. I love that. You know, the um, about five years ago, maybe almost six years ago, President Irene and Elder Holland did what they call the face to face with teenagers. They were actually in the Sacred Grove in Palmyra or near the Sacred Grove. And Elder Irene said something similar to what I think what you just taught. One of the things that he said was that he said, I'm absolutely convinced if we will prepare and really see ourselves coming to the throne of God, then remarkable things can come. Well, what does that preparation look like? How do we prepare to approach the throne of God to seek answers or to seek revelation? Scripture study is, as Elder Rinland taught, the first part of the framework of preparation to approaching God. Um, Elder Holland said, we should never be casual uh, when we communicate with God. God is real. He's he as and when we approach him, we're approaching a throne. So we want to be prepared as we are approaching God. And 
I'm I'm all for praying under any circumstance. But if if we're really seeking, if we're truly sincerely seeking revelation and answers from our Father in heaven, I think as we put forth that effort um, and as we put forth that seriousness of saying, you know what, I'm going to study some scriptures and see what you've already said before I come and and ask you something uh, just willy nilly without not um, without caring about what you've said in the past. I think that uh, that might be the wrong way to to approach our Father in heaven, and so approaching Him with that uh, with that preparation in our back pocket always gives us more confidence when we when we go in to pray. Yeah, it reminds me of like anything that we do that requires a little warm up. You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I've played a little bit of basketball in my day, and oh yeah, and um, and it's just to walk onto a court cold and just shoot. You know, that's tough. That's good. You know, it's just tough. It's just tough. And it's a wildly different experience to shoot when you're in rhythm and warm, you know, and and so it, you know, to think about like like uh elder president Irene had said, you know, you're approaching the throne of God, you know. So if you're gonna hear him and and listen to him and receive revelation, that's a very sacred experience. Even more so, we want to be kind of in rhythm with that and in tuned. Um, and if it, and if we're, you know, we're living in this, this world, that's not exactly always conducive to the Holy ghost. Mm-hmm. And so we want to, it, it might be a little bit hard for us, or we kind of like need to focus a little bit. And the scriptures are, are just readily there to help us kind of get, get, um, in sync with, in a in a reverence and in a instruction. And even, even if there's corrections that we need to make to our behavior, like the scriptures will help us there so that we can hear what God um, is ready to say to us. And so they, they do in fact, teach us the language um, of the spirit. I like this other statement. This is a quote from elder Maxwell, Neil A. Maxwell. He said in the revelations, the Lord speaks of how the voice of his spirit will be felt in our minds. He also says that if we read his words, meaning the scriptures, we will hear his voice. Uh, he goes on to say, many disciples have had private moments of pondering and reading the scriptures when the words came through in a clear, clear, clarion way. We know who it is who's speaking to us. We've all had the experience of going over the scriptures many times without having it register. Then all of a sudden, we're ready to receive it. We hear the voice of the Lord through his words. I love that statement. I was thinking about uh, that along with what you said earlier. That preparation or that um, that warm up, it'd be an interesting scripture study. I think, and we could probably sit around and talk about this for a while. But it might be interesting to study what happened right before uh, prophets or individuals in the scriptures received revelation. What were they doing right before that revelation came? Uh, and then maybe try to to pattern our own actions after theirs as we as we seek revelation. What were they, what was the role of the scriptures or the word of God in a prophet or an individual in the scripture receiving, uh, receiving revelation? That might be an interesting study. That would be fun. You know, speaking of studies, it's like, you know, we're finishing Old Testament, come follow Mm -hmm. me with all of the Old Testament. It's kind of interesting to think that you could make the argument that the Old Testament is all about Jesus Christ, like everything Mm -hmm. about it is is about Jesus Christ. And so it'd be a fun way to kind of review this at the end of the year 
and go back and look for symbols and types and teachings and examples of his, and demonstrations of his power, like all of that all throughout the Old Testament and how it prepares us to understand him and his atonement and what he will perform as we learn about that in the New Testament uh, next year. But it's also, if you can see Christ in the Old Testament and the, the way that the scriptures train us that way, it's going to be easier for us to see Christ in our own lives. Um, that kind of tutoring by the, by the scriptures helps us to connect uh, the scriptures to what we're experiencing in life. So it's not just about what we're reading on the page. Yeah. Th those words then help us to open our vision and see him in life. I actually did that sim something similar to that in my personal scripture study while I was in California. Um, I had, I just had my phone. I didn't pack my scriptures because I was flying on the discount airline. So I didn't, I had to wear all the clothes I was going to wear for the week on my body. And so <laughs> as I flew, but just kidding, I had a little teeny bag, but one of the things I did is I, on my phone, I, I just Googled uh, old Testament pictures, LDS. I didn't write the full name of the church. I apologize, but I just wrote old Testament pictures, LDS. And I just kind of looked at some of those pictures and thought that same thing that you were talking about. How is this story depicting the savior? What, a, how do I see the savior in this story? And I just kind of reviewed uh, as many of those pictures as I could during that, that uh, time I had to study. And that's a good review. That's something that'd be a good way to close out the, the old Testament year for us. All right, students, we're grateful for you this year that you've been listening to Answers to Gospel Questions. We uh, are super excited to see you in our Institute classes here in a couple of weeks as we start back up in January. Um, so just I'll put in a link to where you can sign up for an Institute class anywhere in the Southeast area, online or in person. It'll be awesome. But until next time, we'll let you guess everybody stay righteous. Stay righteous.